This morning I have a message from Colossians chapter 3. It's kind of a big passage, it's 1 through 17, but we're going to try to, to, uh, to not spend too much time on, um, as, well, unfortunately we won't spend as much time as it deserves. It's a rich passage and I encourage you to spend time in it. Uh, there's quite a lot of treasures here. This was, actually, this came out of, uh, for me, this, this was, uh, 17 was our key verse this year for our Disciple Now with our students, and I got to speak the Sunday of Disciple Now, and in preparation for that, a guy was like, you're going to speak, uh, you're going to share this sermon in um, New Hampshire, I mean, New Hampshire, sorry, sorry, <laughs> Vermont uh, as well, and so um, I'm looking forward to, to looking into this passage again with you. Uh, if you would, can we pray again one more time? God, bless the, the time we have now in your word. I thank you that we have all, already worshipped you in song. Lord, you deserve uh, all of our praise and, and our attention, Lord. And I uh, thank you that we get to worship you now in your word. Uh, speak your truth to us and help us to be obedient to it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so first of all, we're going to read the first uh, four verses with me, if you would. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, do not, I mean, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And so it sets the stage here. Basically, if you're a believer, remember who you are and how you've been made. Um, remember what Christ has done, this amazing work that has happened in your life. You need to have that in mind before you move on any, any, with anything else that's happening here. You've got to have that in your, in your mind. Um, imagine a cup, a nasty plastic cup, okay? And it is like one side's melted, there's a split in it, there's all kinds of scratches on it, and it's sitting in the nastiest, most putrid mud hole you could ever see, okay? I mean, it, there's chunks of stuff in it. There are things that probably died inside this cup. I mean, it is... It's bad, okay? Even, the, even within the plastic itself, there are flaws in it. It's not even, it's not, it is, it is trash, okay? Now imagine that someone comes along and actually spends money on this cup, like purchases it for an astronomical amount. And they take this cup, and in the purchasing of this cup, there's a change that happens. This cup is all of a sudden turned from this nasty, stanky, dirty, broken thing into this perfect crystal uh, glass. And I mean perfect. Not just, oh, this is very pure. It is perfectly pure. There are zero impurities in the makings of it. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's sheen is awesome. It reflects the light well. You can see through it with such clarity. It is perfect. It is, it is far removed from what it used to be. It is something made brand new, and it is amazing. And what's really cool is nothing can stain it again. Like, it is so pure that dirt cannot stick to it. It cannot be stained by anything else at all. It cannot be broken. It is this amazing vessel of purity that has been remade into something that is miraculous, okay? That's us. That's us. If we have been buried with Christ, remember that. We were buried with Christ and then and, and raised anew with him. And so uh, verse 2 it says, set your minds on things that are above. You're, you're different now. Salvation has made us into something that is 
Well, it's supernatural. It's not natural. It's supernatural. And that's where the problem comes in. The rub comes in here in just a minute between natural and supernatural. Because natural is natural. It's what we're used to. It's easy for us to do. That's, that's just kind of uh, second nature. Supernatural, though, changes things. It, it takes things on a whole other level. And new possibilities are all of a sudden possible. And so keep that in mind that we have been changed from something undesirable into something more than amazing by the love of Christ, by the power of Christ. And so, um, and so it's just a reminder of, of that we died. Our old self died, and we have been made anew. The problem is, it's a cup. It's, well, it's a glass now, right? And as amazing and as pure and as, as special as this, this glass is, Oftentimes, containers such as that are defined by what's inside them, by others. Others will say, well, that's a glass of whatever, Coke, water. And, and so that's where we have to be very careful with what comes up next. It says, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ. The old you's gone. The old ways are gone. Those what used to be natural now have been surpassed by supernatural. You, you are no longer in the, in the picture as you were. You've been changed into something else, something so beautiful and, and special. And so there has to be some work here. Set your minds. Like there is, there's action to be taken. I need to understand who I've been, that I've been made into something different, and I need to accept that there are expectations with this change. There are expectations to being renewed and to made into something that only God can make us into. There's ex expectations in coming to the table, welcomed into the table uh, of, of God to be part of his family. There's just some, and that's, that's okay. That's, that's nothing to be offended by. That's just something we need to learn to accept. So we need to set our minds on the things of God, set our minds on, on who we are now. And part of that comes in the next section. It says, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. And so we have to put to death these things. We have to let them go. We have to say, okay, I died. I, <laughs> I died. And I've been re renewed, remade, uh, because of Jesus and the miracle of him within me. I am to to show that change. I'm, and, and so I need to put to death these old ways, these old habits, these old things that I used to do, these, these tendencies that my nature uh, would just do naturally. I, I need to make sure that those are gone. And then take some action. There's some intentionality here. You've got to put them to death. You've got to separate yourself from old natural ways and to embrace this new supernatural way, which is actually your new natural way. Um, but it does take some action. There's an intentionality here. And this is where we mess up a lot of times. People have a, a really hard time letting go of old tendencies. Um, you see this in all kinds of different ways. Working with students, I work with, with youth and college students, and, and working, one of the things I see a lot is um, I've had this conversation several times with someone who broke up with someone it was a relationship. They broke up with someone, and they knew they needed to. God revealed that there's, you know, maybe they weren't a believer. Uh, maybe uh, they were a believer, but they were not pursuing the Lord. They were, they were 
pursuing the world more. They, they liked that appeal still too much. And so someone who is pursuing the Lord just gets convicted that God's like, God's telling me I need to, to call this off. And, and they do. They were, they were right. But what happens? I mean, it is maybe a month later, maybe. And guess who's talking again? And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, nothing has changed in this other person. They're, they're just comfortable. You know them. You know that they're toxic. You know that, that this is, is not good for you. And yet, you're right back there because it's comfortable. That's what you know, and so you're going back to it. And we, and we do this with other things, too, not just relationships, habits, uh, tendencies. Like, some, some people do not do well when they're by themselves for very long. They, because by myself, I start thinking about how awful my life is. I start thinking about how, how many things are just against me all the time, and and I start thinking about, or I start doing things by myself, looking at stuff on my phone or on my tablet or whatever, that when I'm by myself for a long period of time, this is not good. But I have a tendency, I used to have this tendency to withdraw and to get by myself and wallow. And God's changed you into something different. You're, that's, that's a toxic old behavior. That's something that, that is not, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting alone so I can spend time with the Lord. I'm getting alone to recharge because I'm an introvert. I'm, it's not that kind of thing. It's just, I'm getting alone and I'm just wallowing in filth. But it's this old tendency and it's toxic, toxic and it's no good and I should be out and about and being, being with people. That's the way God has made me, but this is, this is familiar. This is comfortable. So I go back and I do this again. We have a tendency as believers still to get drawn back to it's not good and we know it. These toxic habits of sin just because they're comfortable there's a weird level of comfort in handling that poison and so what we look like is this awesome clear beautifully made crystal glass full of some stanky chunky stuff and it's really confusing to the world because like wow that's pretty glass but man what is that smell you know, Stephen talked about the aroma of spending time with Jesus and that the other day on, on Tuesday, and I kept thinking, it's like, I'm going to talk about aroma too, <laughs> but it's not going to be the same thing. Um, it's, uh, it's, it, it, it's confusing to the world, too. It's like, it's hard for them to grasp, like, what is the difference, really? I mean, yeah, you're a pretty vessel here, uh, and I hear your life's been changed, but you're stinking things up just like I am. I don't get it. It's because we have to put to death those things, and it takes effort. It is something that is not... Um, God does the changing of us, that makeup of who we are, the rebirth. He does that, but we have some action in what we're pouring into ourselves, and we have to put that to death. It'd be the same as like a cicadas. Y'all have cicadas up here? All right. Well, cicadas are these really noisy bugs that come out in, in uh, the spring, and they make all kinds of racket. And some years, there's a whole lot of them, and it sounds insane. But they leave these little shells of themselves clinging to trees and they're great fun to pick those and put them on your sister's shoulders when they're not expecting it and stuff like that they are awesome little things when you're a kid in Mississippi and so but I never ever saw one of those things holding its shell and flying around ever I've never seen that I've never seen a butterfly fluttering around with its cocoon in its legs I don't even know if butterflies can grab stuff like I don't even know if it's even possible for them to to be able to carry their old cocoon around with them and stuff like that. There's this, you let go of what was, what was to embrace what's new. It's so much better. I mean, both of those critters, 
they gladly traded a life of crawling on their, the butterfly crawling on its belly and, or, uh, and, and eating as much as it can, but not seeing very much of anything else. And then they get to fly. And they get to soar. They get to, they get to experience so much more. It's so much better. This, this new life is so much better. The cicadas, the same way. They spend all their time underground. They crawl up to a tree, and then they bust out, and then they're flying around making all kinds of racket. They don't want to go back to their old life. So in nature, we see these examples, and yet Christians have a hard time of like, no, I don't want my shell back, please. Why? Because that's what you know. And God's like, I've got something better. You just need to stretch your wings out and try it out. You just need to let me fill you up with something that's better than what you were holding before. And, so, and that's, that's the intentionality. We've got to be willing to say, okay, God, I, I'm going to trust you. This is what I'm used to, and I don't understand but I am going to trust you that you're better. I know that, but I'm going to put action to it now. I'm going to put those things to death. I'm not going back to them. I'm going forward. That can be scary, but God's right there with you. And you stick with him, and you start seeing the benefit, how much better it is to walk with him, how much better it is for you, yeah, but also for all those around you. You're not stinking things up (laughs) anymore. And he does some specifics here. He, he talked about those, those sins, um, idolatry and sexual morality and all those. And, and it's really easy for us to say, oh, yeah, that's a lot of people that do that. Shame on them. Mm-mm-mm. But then the next verse, he's, he's all of a sudden that friend that calls you out. It's like, yeah, you remember that time we did that? You were there. Because he says, you were, well, you were once in these things. This is what you did. He says, um, in these two, you once walked when you were uh, living in them. But now you must put them away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander. Pay attention to these words. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. All of a sudden, there's this focus on our words, focus on our communication, not necessarily just our words, but it's how we communicate. And so what what do we communicate? Do we change our our communication depending on the setting we're in? Is Is it, are we still struggling with, well, I talk this way around this group and this way around another group? Are, are we more consistent with our talk? Are we, are we pure with it? Um, and so he very, and, and you know what? This is, this is no surprise. Proverbs, every single chapter of Proverbs at some point highlights something about how we say things. At some point in, in, in wisdom, we learn that what we say matters. How we communicate matters, and it matters greatly. And, and so it's just a reminder here. It's like, hey, make sure that you're not filling up your life with and spewing out things that are, are harmful to others, that are communicating uh, discord and strife, because that's what happens. That's what happens amongst Christians. Man, it's such a big, a, a big thing that can happen. Uh, Satan can just get our mouths and our tongues loose and break up a great thing that God's doing just because we start yanging at each other and, and start aiming and stabbing at people's feelings and it can cause a lot of problems. And he's saying, look, don't do that. Just don't let it, just don't let it out. Let yourself be this new person that you are. That includes a new vocabulary. That includes a new attitude when dealing with people. That includes uh, communicating in a pleasant way. Because sometimes it's not just our words, 
Some people, they say everything with their eyes. They say everything with their face. Um, some people, can, they can be stoic and stone, they have a poker face like crazy no matter what's going on. Some of you have no ability to hide what you're thinking. Like every, you don't have to even speak. Everyone knows as soon as somebody says something, you react to it. Um, and you know who you are. <laughs> um, and that's, it's funny. It, that can be funny at times. Uh, but even in that, like, we need to make sure that we're communicating that I'm someone different. I am, I'm, I'm letting God fill me with his grace. I'm letting God fill me with who he is. I've put to death old things. I'm actively not allowing myself to go back to, the, to that kind of tendencies, to that old nature. I don't want to carry it around. There's too much more to gain. There's too much life ahead to be wallowing with something that's dead. And so I'm going to keep pressing forward. Then it says, uh, he goes on, do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. This new self is so much better, y'all. It's just so much better. Our new, our new us is way better than our old us. And it doesn't matter. You understand, it doesn't matter if you were saved when you were seven years old or if you were saved two years ago or whatever. That old nature is still just, it's a, it's a draw. And so you have to be willing to set it aside, to put it away, let it be dead, because that's what it is, and to live in the new. Um, uh, let me continue here. Uh, and, and have put on uh, the, the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge and image of its creator. Here, there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. There's no... There's no excuse for, oh, that's just how my family is. That's just how I am. There's just, I just, this is my background. That's how I grew up. No, be, be who God is and, and be who he's made you to be now. Now, really what, what just happened is if we have this vessel that God has renewed, we've had this pouring out of all this old, put it to death, all that old stuff, all that stanky stuff, all that, all that things, it just, it just messes up situations and, and relationships and things around you. The sin nature, pour it out. When you pour that out, remember God remade you into something that cannot be tarnished, it cannot be tainted, it cannot be stained, but it is supposed to be holding something. And so God doesn't just tell us, don't do these things, because if it's just a whole bunch of don't do's, then we're frozen, we can't do anything. And that's not, that's not what the Bible says at all. Remember, Jesus said, I've come to give you life and to give it more abundantly. I mean, he wants us to be living. He wants us to be doing and to be doing things abundantly, like, I mean, really out there living. And so this is how, this, the next part is that. So if you put all that to death, then this is what you do next. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, Forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. It's like, God's look, I've made you into something different. Pour out the old, let, and then try this new out. I'm giving you things to fill up your life. Try it out. It's not, it's not comfortable yet, because it's not familiar and he's saying, let me fill you up. Put on this love that binds all together. There's such a harmony in that. There's such a harmony in, in allowing God to fill us 
with His fruits, to fill us with His Spirit, to fill us with His joy, with His happenings, with His actions, with His aroma, spending time with Him. And the effect is, is, is mind-blowing. I've always said it this way. It's like, you know, it's, it's awesome to be part of what God's doing. And I mean, God's going to do His will, but when we get to be a part of it, that's when we really know we're, that's where life is like, oh, this is happening. Like, I get to be a part of what's, what God's doing, and it is exciting. You never know what's coming. Uh, that's part of it. Like, the, he, he loves to keep surprises because that's where our faith is necessary. We have to keep trusting Him. But man, to be in the middle and to be a part, and, and sometimes, we're not even owed this, but sometimes we even get to see results. And it's so amazing. It's so much better than trying to slip back and wallow in that toxic comfort that still draws at us. Put that to death and embrace what God is wanting to pour into us. This love that doesn't make sense. Like, I love, I, I've been amazed at how in my own journey, I found myself loving people that, one, I didn't know I didn't like them. I didn't know that I was showing hate. And yet, later on, I'm like, wow, I was kind of awful. <laughs> and, and now I see that I, I, don't know, I don't even know where those, those old feelings came from, but I, I love these people now. I, and it's, it's a genuine love. It's a genuine care for those who may even have angst against us, but, but because we're allowing God to fill us up, and we're allowing God to have his way, and we're putting on this new life, and we're embracing it fully, uh, then we're able to see that the, the, the harmony of, and the power of the work of God within our lives. And then there's that whole mouth thing again. Remember he told us to be careful, don't lie, don't slander, don't let that angry stuff come out. Don't let that poison spew out of us. He doesn't empty our mouths either, either for, uh, for us to be um, silent all the time. He wants us to be vocal. Some of that is the expression of love, the expression of forgiveness. And then he also says this, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. So that's one thing he wants us to do is to be thankful. I learned something this past year, um, always learning. If, you're never, if, you, if you ever stop learning, then um, please stop talking as well because you, you think you know everything and, and you don't. Um, so ever learning, I've been looking at stuff. And it's every year with students especially, when Thanksgiving comes around, you know, Thanksgiving is the forgotten holiday. It just gets kind of pushed to the side and nobody ever cares about Thanksgiving anymore. Well, I think it's important. And I was, this past year, I discovered something. You may have even heard this before because you do more research um, on a regular basis. But there was a study done by Harvard uh, and a couple other uh, institutes about gratitude, thanks, thankfulness. And it is an amazing study. You can find it online. And, uh, and what they found was this tremendous amount of benefit and just overall well-being. Again, this is people who not, they're not trying to connect God with this at all. But being grateful has this uplifting uh, ability to it, and it helps people to have just a better quality of life. The anxiety, depression is, is, is uh, reduced greatly. Other things that seem to burden other people and, and build up the, the, uh, the gravel in your veins, so, so to speak. Uh, being thankful, just being grateful helps diffuse that. As believers, we, have, we know who to be thankful to. And when we're thankful to the Lord, what we do is we're acknowledging his presence. So be grateful often for small and great things because you cannot just be, you can't be thankful to no one. And when you're thankful, you're acknowledging the presence of God. And the more you acknowledge his presence, 
the better your actions, your attitudes, and your decisions will be. Jesus is in the room. He's going to be with you today. He's going to be with you on spring break. He's always with you no matter what. Just thank him for his presence. Thank him for what he's doing. Acknowledge the presence of God. And then sing praises. That's another way to use our mouth is right after that. Sing praises. Uh, lift up uh, the Lord and um, uh, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Uh, teaching. That's uh, so always used to teach uh, and preach and, and just have conversations. Admonishing one another in all wisdom. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And so use your mouths. Fill them with the praise and the work and the wisdom of God. So don't be wasted, uh, a wasted vessel that's been renewed for nothing. Let that be a sweet, ever-growing presence uh, in your life as God works in you, but also as a blessing to others. And then finally, the verse that um, uh, I want you to just kind of sink, sink your teeth into. In whatever you do, no matter what you do, in whatever you do, in word or deed, that pretty much covers everything. Whatever, what you say, what you communicate, and any action that you take. Whatever you do, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Uh, that sums it up right there, really. There's times that that's harder to do. There's times where we feel like life might seem a little unfair. There's times, and we want to ask God, why, 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 why? And yes, you're acknowledging God, that's good. Trust him. And then bring in thanksgiving, and you won't be so mad at him because he's making you wait about something. Bring in thanksgiving, so be thankful. And whatever you do in word or deed, do it for Jesus with thank, thanksgiving in your heart. And you're going to see such a difference. And you might need a little nudge. You might need a little nudge to this. You might find yourself in a rut, and you need to, to fully embrace all that God's wanting you to do and, and to let go of some old tendencies that you're still you're still having a hard time uh, with. And so if, if that's what you need, then I suggest that you just jump in feet first. That you go all for it. You don't, don't try to ease into it. Just say, okay, I'm changing things. I'm going to start acknowledging Jesus and all that I do. I'm going to try to, uh, before I open my mouth, I'm going to see where Christ is in these words. When I'm dealing with my sister, I'm going to see where Christ is in dealing with these words, or my brother, or my mom, or, you know, family can be working really tough sometimes. But even in those situations, word or deed, word or deed, word or deed, is it for Jesus? Am I doing it with thanksgiving? Because I know he's in me, he's changed me, he's working in me. So um, make that commitment. Strive to everything you do. Do it for Jesus and be thankful for all circumstances that you're in. And I think that you will, uh, you will find that life abundant, exciting, and you won't be dragging around a dead part that's no good to anybody anymore. So let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you so much for your grace. Lord, you, you forgive us. That's incredible. But then you change us. And that's, ah, Lord, it's so amazing to think that we are born again. Being born again, we in a supernatural way, we actually have supernatural power within us. We have supernatural expectations upon us. And that's okay. Lord, help us to accept our new roles as, as children of God. To fully accept them, Lord. Not just accept them in certain areas of our life. Not just accept them with our academics or accept them with what we do in church. But Lord, I pray it's a full embrace that you will help us to put to death toxic and 
and harmful tendencies that our old sin nature uh, tries to draw us back to, Lord, just, just because they're familiar, Lord. Help us to reject those, that kind of familiar and to embrace what's better, to embrace the life that you have created us to, to be a part of, to, uh, to be serving in, to be living, to be living abundantly in, Lord, to see all the grace uh, uh, enacted in our life that you intend, Lord, to see your will accomplished. And, and Lord, in that, Lord, so amazing is that it's not a selfish thing at all. We, we see you and the lives and the change going on and others around us and ministries around us and, and attitudes and towns around us. So, Lord, let us fully embrace in all that we do and say you and to give you uh, thankfulness, uh, thanks, thanksgiving. Forgive us for not being more thankful. Help us to recognize your presence more. In Jesus' name, amen.